it's stressful because, you know, you, you feel bloated all of the time. You feel very uncomfortable in your skin. Your clothes aren't fitting right. You know, you're cutting your calories and working out really hard and nothing is working. And then of mm-hmm. course, the doctors think that you're not doing any of those things. You're lying, you know, cutting your calories basically down to nothing. And somehow you still gained five pounds that yeah. week. is very frustrating. Doctor said you got PCOS. Now go on, girl, just lose some weight. Till I took the symptoms into my own hands and reversed them naturally. So I became a dietitian to help my sisters feel the best they've ever felt. If you wanna prove them wrong and take control of yourself, join a sister and a mister. Welcome everyone to another episode of A Sister and Her Mister. Today we have Gabby. She is going to tell us all about how she lost 20 pounds in the sisterhood and reduced her symptoms like feeling bloated, fatigued, and awful, terrible PCOS cravings. Welcome, Gabby. We're so excited to chat with you and spill all the tea about your PCOS journey. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Welcome. Welcome. Where are you calling in from today? I'm from California. Oh, California. Oh. Yeah. So, I'm so in Central California. Oh, Central. What city would that be? Just curious. Uh, I'm in Tracy right now. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. Cool. Yeah, we're, we're a bit more south, I guess, if you want to call it, in Newport Beach. So yeah. still close by. That's California cool. girls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Gabby, tell us about how your PCOS first started and what it was like being diagnosed. Okay. I actually want to say it started probably when I was a teenager. I just didn't know it yet because I had irregular periods. I want to say when I started high school, probably about 15 years old, but you know, my parents just thought probably just, you know, hormonal things going through high school. It's stressful. Didn't really, uh, too much into it. I actually didn't get diagnosed until I was, oh gosh, let me see. Oh, maybe like 23, 24, maybe. Okay. About like eight years, you would say, or? Oh, that was in 2014. Yeah. Yeah. 2014. Were you going to the doctor and talking about your symptoms and then they were like not diagnosing you? Yeah. They were just, you know, trying to give me birth control. And of course, when I was a teenager, my parents didn't want that. Yeah. So they just tried to, you know, just push birth control on me. And, and that's basically, I didn't have really any symptoms other than I just wasn't having a cycle. I weighed pretty much, you know, normal throughout most of my life. It wasn't until uh, right before I was going to get married, I got on birth control. Then I started noticing a lot of weight gain. I was always tired. Mm -hmm. I had really bad cystic acne. I felt really bloated. Um, I could not keep any weight off. I just kept gaining and gaining and gaining. And of course, right before you get married, that's not something that you want. Yeah. My doctors just, you know, pushed birth control on me and said, when I want to have a baby, let them know. (laughs) (laughs) It's exactly what so many people are told. I'm I'm sorry, Andrew, but it's like so many, what so many people are told, right? Yeah. It's, it's stressful because, you know, you, you feel bloated all of the time. You feel very uncomfortable in your skin. Your clothes aren't fitting right. You know, you're cutting your calories and, and working out really hard and nothing is working. And then, of mm-hmm. course, doctors think that 
you're not doing any of those things. You're lying, you know, you're not exercising, you're overeating and, you know, cutting your calories basically down to nothing. And somehow you still gained five pounds that yeah. week is very frustrating. So it's, it's hard to, to go to the doctor and get absolutely no answers mm-hmm. and just getting medication pushed on you. My doctor also tried to give me a metformin because I was having insulin issues, Yeah, but they also just put that more as because of the the weight that I had gained that I was having insulin issues. And I try not to put too many like chemicals and things and take too many medicines uh, and, and put them into my body. So I mm-hmm. definitely refused that. And I'm glad that I did because now you guys recommended Ovacetol and that has worked wonders for me. Oh, I that's amazing. That for that's anything. awesome. Yeah. I think like when it comes to metformin, it can help with the root issues of like the insulin resistance, but I'm mm-hmm. sure as you know, it doesn't really uh, fix insulin resistance. It doesn't get down to what's causing in the first place. So with, so with something yeah. like ovacetol that helps to restore the 40 to one ratio of the um, myo and decarinositol, you're able to actually resolve that from the root cause and eventually you can stop taking ovacetol and continue like that. So, yeah. There are so many studies on that 40 to one ratio. I still wonder why they sell any other form of inositol. I was actually reading one study about how it helps women with PCOS manage their symptoms. And it literally said like, it's a disservice that like any other inositol is being sold yeah. when like there are studies that the 40 to one ratio helps women with PCOS specifically. And some other ones actually make our inositol levels like worse. Oh, and, the ratio. Yeah, the, it oh, ruins the ratio, like the other types. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I'm really surprised more doctors don't know about it, especially because of the uh, symptoms or the side effects that metformin can have. It can actually make your PCOS symptoms worse. Like, yeah. Yeah. And you feel bloated, more cravings, those kinds of things. Yeah. yeah. It depletes you a lot of like the vitamins Nutrients, and minerals yeah. in the body that you need for recovery and to manage PCOS. And thyroid health. You know, it like depletes all those nutrients that support your thyroid. And then maybe you struggle with thyroid issues after you're off metformin. And then we're in a whole other problem now. But before we move on from Ovastol, tell us, I know like sometimes when I drink it in literally a minute, I feel better. Like it (laughs) actually like as if like sparkles are in yeah mind. yeah like, do you know what I'm saying yeah my husband's like oh it's all in your head I'm like no this is it's like not. it's not it's, it's like you just don't understand like sometimes after I'll have like my breakfast more specifically my dinner is when I get my cravings and so I'll be sitting there after dinner and I'm like oh man I just I feel so hungry why do I still feel so hungry and I'm like oh I didn't take my Ovacetol. Like I know instantly. And then literally a minute, five minutes later, I feel uh-huh. so better. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And, and your blood sugar, your insulin levels can, can trigger like mood swings as well. So like if your, your blood sugar is too low or it's like out of ratio with uh, your insulin resistance, then you can start to like, just feel tired, lethargic. It puts you in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, if you're on top of it, you're going to feel a lot better. Yeah. It gives you anxiety. Yeah. I mean, there's so many symptoms that come with it. And then studies do show that it helps with weight loss, depression, anxiety, insulin mm-hmm. resistance, egg quality, ovulation, everything we're struggling with. Yeah. And before we move on, sisters, it's linked in the description of this podcast. If you want to order Ovacetol, we are huge proponents of yeah, it. Is that sure. the word? I think so. Yeah, proponents. <laughs> yes. So Gabby, tell us more. So you joined the sisterhood. What were your next steps? 
so before I had actually joined, I was like stalking your page basically. Oh, all of your all of your videos, like everything that you had done previously, like listening to your podcast. And so I had already started going gluten free. Of course, we know going dairy free is much harder than going gluten free. <laughs> so I had already been doing that for I want to say two months. And I had already lost 10 pounds at that point, which mm-hmm. is unheard of for me. Wow. <laughs> and that was amazing. Great. My that husband great. even noticed like different, I was in a different mood. I wasn't, and he calls me a crazy lady, but I wasn't <laughs> acting like a crazy lady anymore. And so that was really nice. But when you go and you join the program, it really breaks it down. It really tells you why you're having those symptoms and why gluten and dairy is having that effect on your symptoms and why taking it out is going to benefit you. And once you do it and you realize the benefit that it has, you don't want to do it anymore. Of course, cheese <laughs> is so hard to get away from because of the casein protein. You don't yeah. realize the addictive qualities that you that it has. But once you stop taking or putting cheese or just any dairy product in your diet, you feel so much better. Yeah. yeah. I love, so I love how you're like, you know, all this, it seems like yeah. you're, you're like on top oh, of I did it. So so, yeah, that's <laughs> great. Podcast. Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Joining the sisterhood. I think it's more educated me so that when my friends like, Oh, you, why aren't you having cheese on that? Why can't you? I mean, of course you can have pizza. Everybody loves pizza, right? I'm like, Oh, I just yeah. prefer not to have any, any type of dairy product, even the, um, the dairy free cheeses. I just don't particularly like it. Yeah. Same here. But when you're educated about it and people ask, then you can give them an answer instead of, oh, I'm just not eating that. Because I don't know why people just get so offended when you, <laughs> like, you don't want to eat cheese or, you know. Yeah, it, it, I don't know. They make it like it's their problem. Yeah, or like it's yeah. or like you're saying something about them for eating cheese. But yeah. you're not. It's just your individual personal choice not exactly. to Exactly. They yeah. take it personally. Like you are judging them and yeah. you're being pretentious for having a special diet. Yeah. It's so silly. Who cares what anyone's eating? Why are we even asking each other? I know. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But now most of my friends and my family, they they get why. So now when other friends they're asking, they're like, oh, well, this is why. And did you know that cheese has a, you know, a protein in it that makes it addictive? Isn't that crazy? You're addicted to cheese. So now all of my friends and my family know all of this information. And then they're telling other people. Yeah, it's spreading. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I love that. I love how you're like starting that just that little bit of education. Now it's like spreading like spider webs like around yeah. the yeah. family and now to the other people that you don't even know. That's like that's awesome. Yeah, that's the power yeah. of knowledge. That's so yeah. good. So what's it like making gluten and dairy free meals now? Does your husband eat it too? He does. Honestly, he doesn't notice the difference. When <laughs> he I, doesn't when I make it when I'm I mean, I still give him cheese because he really likes cheese and yeah. he doesn't have issues with it. Um, so that's okay. fine. What's some of your uh, favorites? What, like, what's your favorite meals to make for dinner or for breakfast together? Okay. So last night it was a little bit cold. So I made enchilada soup. Ooh, sounds pretty good. So good. It's basically an enchilada, but in wow. a soup. And instead of putting uh, cheese or sour cream, I just use um, avocado. Instead, you still get like that creamy texture that you're looking for when you get sour cream and cheese. Yeah. And then uh, corn tortillas, those are gluten-free. Just natural. Yes, that's true. Free. And so like I'll bake those uh, to get them a little bit crispy instead of using oil to try not to you know put too much fat into my diet and uh put that on top and it's delicious that sounds so yeah. good that sounds so good yeah, you know, we, really- actually, 
we actually have chipotle for lunch today <laughs> i feel like mexican food is the easiest to make gluten-dairy free oh, so easy it's like yeah. beans rice corn perfect gluten-free carbs yeah, yeah of yeah. course it yeah, I'm, of course, a lot of the dishes have the cheese factor in oh, it, yeah, but like you can true. just remove that and still it's like an amazing dish. I yeah. feel like so many Mexican dishes are so good. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I just replace it with avocado. You're still getting yeah. That, yeah. That healthy fat. You're still getting that creamy texture that you're looking for with cheese and sour cream that you normally put in those dishes. And you still get that that satisfaction that you're that texture yeah. that you're looking for without having the dairy. So. Totally. Absolutely. Totally. Are you trying to conceive? When you're in the process of baby making, you don't want to take a prenatal that's designed for a woman who's pregnant. They get expensive and have ingredients you don't need quite yet. Theranatal Core is a prenatal focused on women who are trying to conceive. It contains the active form of folic acid, folate, as well as 2000 IUs of vitamin D. Also, it doesn't have any expensive ingredients that you don't need until you're pregnant. Theralogix's prenatal, Theranatal Core, is especially for women with PCOS who are in the process of baby making. Check the link in the description for our 15% off code. How do you feel? I mean, I, I feel like I have to ask this as a PCOS personal trainer, but how do you feel about like the workouts? Have that been different for you since you've been uh, in the sisterhood or have you tried the slow way to workout methods? Oh yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> so much better. I think, uh, like Talene, you know, I was like doing not kickboxing, but like, uh, cycling and doing the hit workouts, you know, working really, really hard sometimes to the point where like, you're just so tired. You just want to go to sleep. And those exercises aren't, satisfying at all because you're not losing any weight on top of it you're working so hard and nothing's happening yeah. but with the slow weighted workouts I sweat so much <laughs> it's it's amazing but I don't feel tired afterwards I like feel like I have more energy afterwards which never happened to me before mm -hmm. and so being able to not overexert yourself and still get your workout in and feel good afterwards and lose weight on top of it is the best workout ever you just you don't have to like overexert yourself, which I think is the best part. Some yeah. people don't like to work out because like, oh, I'm going to be so tired afterwards. Yeah. 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 Out of breath. And with the slow weighted workouts, you're not like that. And then the one minute breaks in between really help like kind of get your heart rate back down. You kind yeah. of close yourself and then go straight back into it. Yeah. They're great. It's amazing. That is a, yeah. I love like the combination of all like the positives you mentioned and the thing with slow weighted workouts too, like, because I feel like a lot of people, they want to go as hard as possible because they're thinking more short term. But we all know, like when you focus on something for long term reasons for better health, that's when you're going to see the most like benefits. So it's slow way to workouts because you're going in a controlled fashion and you're doing this like three, four times a week over over several weeks and months, like your body starts to change. But not just that, like it helps with your metabolism, your insulin resistance, all the root issues. And like you're saying, you're feeling better. That could be just that boost of like uh, energy that your body is getting. And like your brain loves that, right? Your Anyone's brain, when you get that boost of energy, you love it. So you feel better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's good too, because I don't know, like for everybody else, but when you go to the gym, sometimes like, oh, I don't want to go. It's going to be so exhausting. Yeah. Uh -huh. You're doing these slow weighted workouts. It's not, I feel like it's more sustainable because you're like, okay, when I do my workout, I'm not going to feel tired afterwards. I'm going to feel like I have energy as opposed to doing a HIIT workout. You're going to be so exhausted. You're not going to want to do anything for the rest of the day. So I feel like it's more sustainable doing slow weighted workouts. That's something that you can keep up long-term. Yeah. Something I've noticed is now when I do the slow weighted workout, 
or like I have been for years. So it feels like a meditation mm-hmm. or the, the pace, like you're getting a good workout in, but it, you're not like exhausted and annoyed that you're exhausted yeah. and like over it in the middle of it. Like just the other day I turned on sex in the city and I put like <laughs> the yoga mat down and I put all of my weights, you know, next to me. And I had my timer to, for the 60 second rest. Yeah. And I was like, hardly paying attention. Like I was just watching my show and doing my self-care. And then I felt so good. And I was in a good mood afterwards. Mm-hmm. I would never go back to any other way of working no. out. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't feel like a chore when you're doing it. And, and yeah. like, like yeah. you don't even have to really be paying attention to it. I watch a yeah. show usually too, when I'm doing yeah. my workouts done when the show's over and I'm like, Oh, well, yeah. I have so much energy. I got my workout in like, yeah. yeah. Do you usually work out at home or at the gym? I work out at home. Oh, nice. Yeah. I like that. Me too. I mean, yeah, it's I good prefer- to like sometimes leave the house, but yeah. I feel like when you work out at home, like it's more comfortable. You put the TV on, there's no one like interrupting you. You don't have to wait mm-hmm. to grab some dumbbells. You just yeah. like do your thing and like you're <laughs> done. Exactly. Yeah. I'm yeah. so with you. Have you tried any specific recipes in the sisterhood? Ooh, um, I think the egg roll, the egg roll-ups, I think that's what they're called. Oh my I God. Love them. I <laughs> love I'm them. I'm so, so glad. Much. And my husband loves them too. Like, it's like, oh, where'd you get this out? I'm like, from the sisterhood. <laughs> he just kind of laughs. He's like, well, this is really good. I like this. Up. Wow. You have to post a picture next time you make it. I love to see I when do, people yeah. make the yeah. stuff that I put on there. Yeah. And, and stay tuned in like a few maybe in a week or so we're yeah, gonna we're week. gonna drop some like new recipes in the sisterhood yeah. like 10 new recipes yeah. for like seeds for the holidays it's gonna be really yeah. fun so we're excited about that we've been like working on them for a minute yeah it's getting we're getting to colder weather now so like warmer things i think are fun like chilies and soups and stuff like that yeah, yeah. Like, i think to make dairy free too we have some festive like low sugar desserts coming up too like pudding and then brownies like I don't want to give it all away but so so far like going through your PCOS journey have you been able to like discern what kind of P- uh, PCOS type you have and are you like just focusing on just you know uh, on those issues or I feel I have all of them yeah oh yeah is unfortunate because um, some people have only like insulin resistance mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. You know, I've got but- inflammation and insulin resistance. I, I'm pretty sure I have a problem with my thyroid as well. I'm struggling with my doctor to get a full thyroid panel done because you just did, you know, the basic and my thyroid's fine, but yeah, I don't think so. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, just focusing on mainly right now, I think inflammation and insulin resistance. But when you focus on those two, it also helps with your adrenal fatigue. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, you know, going gluten and dairy free, slow weighted workouts. I think to, uh, like you said, to either meditate or like turn your screens off before yeah. bedtime, uh, wind down. I like to crochet. That's something that I do to relax. Oh, I love that. So I do that before bed and I can usually fall asleep pretty good. Unless of course my daughter's, you know, wanting to be up. But for the most part, I feel like my symptoms have I've pretty much gone away. I haven't gone back to the doctor to check if I have my, if my cysts are gone. Mm. Um, Do it. Let us know. I, know. I yeah. need, I need to, because uh, last time I had gone 
to just my regular doctor, um, he's like, wow, you, you lost, I, I think at that point it was like 15 pounds or something. He's like, how did you do that? I was like, I've been going in dairy free. <laughs> I showed him your guys's page and he's like doing, he's like, I'm going to do research on, on them. Wow. This is amazing. It's awesome. and, uh, oh, good. And so, so we'll see. I, I hope he, he does actually do that. Cause it would really yeah. help out his patients and stuff, but but yeah, I'm interested to see if the ovacetol too helped with my ovarian cysts because I didn't even well, realize oh, yeah, until sure. I think it was uh, right before I, I got pregnant with my daughter. It was like 2018. Yeah, I mean, it's, studies have shown inositol supplements can help with ovarian function. So, you know, it's yeah. a possibility. Ovulation and egg quality, yeah. which is key to avoiding ovarian cysts. Yeah. So right. yeah. that's great. How many months did this all take you? How long has it been? I think seven or eight months now. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had, um, you know, some, some family things come up and I've fallen off the wagon a little bit and then came back on. So I've sure. pretty much maintained my weight, uh, my weight loss. I haven't lost any more weight, but now I'm starting to get back on track, starting to feel less bloated. Yeah. And, you know, I usually get bloat in my face is usually when I can tell like, Oh, I'm, I'm eating too much gluten. That's, that's usually the, the thing for me is the gluten cheese isn't really an issue yeah. for me anymore, but yeah, getting back on track. It's okay. If you mess up, yes. mm-hmm. deal. don't make it a big deal. Yeah. You make it a big deal. Your cortisol level go, levels exactly. go up. That's not good. Exactly. Calm down. I, know. <laughs> I love, I, know. I love that you said seven months because, and on and off, because that's just the reality of it. it yeah. Took me a whole year to get used to eating gluten and dairy free. Like now I'm totally consistent. Yes. I never eat gluten and dairy, like literally never, mm-hmm. unless, you know, just a bite, whatever to try something, but there's accident. never <laughs> at incidents. Yeah. Or an accident. But that usually doesn't happen anymore. But in the beginning, the first year I was like, this is great. I'm going to have some pizza. This yeah. is terrible. I'm going to go back to gluten and dairy free. Yeah. This is great. I'm going to have cheese. <laughs> it's definitely a yo-yo, but you can't think of it as a diet. I, I don't like that. Oh, yeah. That's a horrible word because yeah. it's not a, a diet is something that's temporary. This is a lifestyle change that's going to better your health. And so it's going to take time. It's not going to be overnight. I mean, some people can cut things out cold turkey and do great i am sure. not one of those people i'm not yeah. either trust me I'm not either. <laughs> it, that's certainly not how i was able to sustain gluten and dairy free like the first year mm-hmm. was on and off and i was experimenting and yeah. i was seeing like how bad is it oh it's terrible and i'm back and then oh how bad is it can i have some cheese oh acne yeah. and i'm back like gluten yeah. dairy free again and then once yeah. you realize those things like it's almost not worth it you kind of look at yeah. it not worth it it's not worth it it's yeah. not I just wanted to go back a couple of minutes ago when you mentioned the thyroid and how your doctor wasn't able to or wasn't showing you the results weren't showing that you had thyroid issues. It may be that your doctor is checking conventional ranges. And yeah, yeah you want to ask for functional ranges. So okay. functional is a more specific, whereas conventional is a wider range. So you can easily fall out of like having a thyroid issue in conventional, but have it in a functional because of mm-hmm. those tighter mm-hmm. ranges. Oftentimes your doctor won't check functional ranges. So it's best to actually go to a naturopathic doctor and have them look at your lab test results. You can have your doctor do uh, do the actual tests of like a full thyroid panel, but to evaluate the functional ranges, mm-hmm. either look up the functional ranges or ask a naturopathic doctor and they'll guide you. Yeah, that's a good idea. I definitely need to yeah. do that. I want to know. 
Yeah, there's we actually there's a lab kit that we always include in the podcast description. But after this, um, yeah, we will talk to you about it and try to uh, get that for you. But it's basically a lab kit that's uh, functional ranges and will basically help you find what like the root is- what the root issues of your PCOS yeah. is by looking at your hormones, by looking at your metabolism, insulin levels, all those things, and it even includes like a 30 minute call with the health coach. So I think that can be really helpful for you, for anyone listening, just trying to know what's going on with their body. I think too, that, that helps push you in the right direction too. If you see it on paper that you do, it is a medical issue that, you know, can have long-term effects. And so if you could see it on paper, I think at least for me, that would be a motivator to keep going on top of noticing the differences, you know, you're feeling better um, seeing it yeah, on paper. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. It's been life-changing to understand the functional ranges. I know I did it myself. Time did it herself. Yeah. Unfortunately you learn some things and you're like, okay, I guess I got to stop drinking coffee or like for me, <laughs> I had to stop drinking coffee, which was a bummer, but worth pretty much, it. yeah, worth it. Worth yeah. it. Well, cool. Uh, Gabby, this has been great. Uh, before we go though, I just want to, do you have a message for any sister who's listening, who has maybe started her journey or is going through their journey already? Any uh, inspirational message you have for them? Yeah, I think just take it one day at a time, not even one day, one meal at a time. Mm-hmm. Because for me, I, it wasn't overnight. I'm still working on it right now. I backtracked. Now I got to get back on track. But sometimes even just one meal, starting with one meal, maybe breakfast, you're going gluten, just gluten free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your next meal, maybe just dairy free. Like don't, and, and don't beat yourself up about it too. If you're, you know, backtracking a little bit, it's not a big yeah, deal. Absolutely. Just get back on track. It'll be all right. What is it saying? Two, st- uh, one step back, two steps forward. Right. So it's not, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you're reversing anything you've done before. It's just part of the process. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Great advice. I love that. It's like you took it out of my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, (laughs) Tim. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, Gabby. Uh, Stay with us as we say bye, and then we'll talk after the interview. But thank you so much for joining us and giving all this motivation to sisters, telling them about your journey. This is something that we love to do because we want everyone to be aware that it's possible to thrive with PCOS. And you're not alone. And there's thousands of sisters in the sisterhood reversing their symptoms, just like Gabby. We're so proud of you, Gabby. I know it takes so much commitment, effort, hard work to really get to this point. And you're such an inspiration because there's so many sisters out there committed and putting in effort, but it's hard to you know, know what to do or get the proper direction. And we try to provide those resources. And you're just a great example of someone who utilized it and literally memorized everything <laughs> because I feel like you've quoted me like a thousand times throughout this podcast, I love it. which I love. Yeah, it's great. seriously. Yeah, well, awesome. thank you for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank Sorry, you. It's been our pleasure. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you again next week. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come check out The Sisterhood. It's my monthly membership site where sisters just like you are learning how to move through the stages of PCOS. From stage one, cold and alone at the doctor's office, to stage five, nailing the PCOS lifestyle, gluten and dairy free. Get ready to finally feel in control of your body again.